0: Hello and good evening. I'm your host today, Abner Belsky. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Please welcome Mr. Adam Wexler, who's the CEO of PrizePix and is on the board of directors for the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association. Thank you so much, Mr. Wexler, for joining me on my podcast today. So let's begin. The first question is, can you tell my listeners and I a little bit about yourself and your background?
1: Sure. Thanks for having me, Abner. Um, My my background, I, I went to the University of Georgia uh, born and raised in uh, the state of Georgia, in, from Atlanta, and uh, I of all things, I majored in real estate. Um, but before I graduated, I figured out that real estate was not exactly what I wanted to be pursuing. So, um, my my uh, my my first pursuit was actually in the music uh, realm. In the it was a digital music discovery website. Did that for a couple years. That one, um, at the end of the day, wasn't a financial success, but the learnings that I took from that informed my next venture, which was in social media software, selling software to some of the Fortune 500 uh, crowd. And then after a couple years with that venture, um, I peeled off and, and got into fantasy sports. And now, uh, Prize Picks is the third product that we've created uh over the last six years in uh since I've been in fantasy sports and uh we're looking forward to what it can become even further from here
0: that's awesome it's really interesting how you um majored in real estate do you think is that what you originally wanted to do and then you like and then you realized you didn't want to do it or do you think and do you think that had any kind of impact on where the rest of your life where it took you for the rest of your life Uh, You know, I think
1: you get as much value in figuring out what you don't want to do as what you do want to do. So, you know, my my parents, you know, both of them were in real estate in different in different uh, areas. And so I naturally thought that with my family background that that's where I was going to originally end up when I was, you know, college age. But um, soon soon as I was, you know, or even before I graduated from college, I figured out that real estate wasn't exactly for me. And just because you major in something doesn't mean that you're stuck there. Um, so I was fortunate enough to realize that technology entrepreneurship is something that I was very passionate about. And uh, when you combine that with subject matters that you're passionate about, such as music or sports, in my opinion, in my case, um, you know, I've been able to pursue my passions uh, at every step along the way.
0: That's great. Um, so the next question is, um, Had the idea come to you to create prize picks? Like, what was the original idea, and I guess business plan?
1: So, um, the the idea for Prize Picks uh, basically originated with uh, my my own experience as a consumer of um, you know being in multiple season long fantasy leagues, and uh, you know what what I would realize is that I would spend a lot of time. Um, I spent a lot of time, you know, studying my team, figuring out who, what players I wanted to start. And then, uh, but I couldn't put that knowledge to the test. And so the, uh, the premise for prize picks is simply, uh, you know enough about how Patrick Mahomes or how you believe, uh, what we, you believe he's going to do this weekend. Uh, why don't you put some money behind that prediction? And so we set his line, his expected uh, fantasy point uh, total, and you simply predict if he's going to go over or under that number. And uh, you make a couple picks in every entry, anywhere from two to four. And, uh, you know, you sit back and watch, watch the game and wait for the results to pour in. So uh, we wanted to simplify the, the uh, topic of daily fantasy. And I think we've done just that over the last couple of years.
0: Sounds like my dream job. I always love. Uh, I I do fancy sports for every sport basically, and it's really cool how you started this whole business from just playing fancy football with your friends and stuff. Um, yep. Was that like was fan was sports like always a passion for you?
1: Absolutely, um, you yeah, know. So I, uh, you know, you'll you'll hear from time to time. Some people say, you know, you should always. Uh, go do what you love. Um, but, but I wouldn't necessarily agree that that is the accurate advice. I actually think there it's a subtle difference but uh, to love what you do is what everybody should aspire towards. It just so happens that I was able to do both of them uh, with my passion for sports. But um, you know I think as long as you find something that you're passionate about uh, and you love what you're doing on a daily basis, that's what, what really matters at the end of the day. There's only so many opportunities in sports. So people shouldn't get too down on themselves if they can't break in right away. In fact, in my case, you know, it took me seven, eight years into my career before I broke into sports. But by the time I broke in, I, I had come with, I had developed some some expertise in other subject areas that were very valuable to people in the sports arena. So, you know, at 28 years old, the Atlanta Hawks brought me on to consult for their team. And that was right around the same time that I was, um, that I was getting into fantasy sports. So I've definitely immersed in the sports industry for the last uh you know 6 7 years and and it's been fun ever since.
0: That's great. And that's saying uh like do what you love and like what what you were saying before. That's what my parents tell me every day. So I definitely agree with you on that. Um so the next question is So Price Picks is obviously doing well right now but was it like that from day one? Or did you have to face like many challenges and obstacles to make it successful?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. We, um, <clears throat> we uh, you know, this is our third product. So I, I would say that by no means was this the, uh, the one that was the, you know, it, 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 an overnight success is, is tough to find. So in our case, uh, it was the first two products that informed uh, what should be in prize picks ultimately so um prize picks i would say when we put when we put out the prototype and you know the original iteration back in the fall of 2017 um we we thought we had something pretty good but you have to keep in mind that 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 was you know arguably three years into business um it was just the first time that we were starting up with a new product but uh but yes we've, we've been able to grow you know prize picks quite methodically uh, you know, one step at a time, not getting too far ahead of ourselves. But, uh, you know, we, you know, every day is a new day, which is also what makes it exciting. You know, we're continuing to, you know, add on to, yeah. the, to the product. And, and uh, you know, I can't wait for what the future may hold.
0: That's, that's great. So it doesn't sound like there were too many obstacles to start with. But um, after within those three, as you were saying, uh, different kinds of products like evolving, uh, price Picks. Were there any financial troubles or anything, beside anything besides like adapting and evolving Price Picks throughout that process?
1: Yeah, but you know, before there was a Supreme Court decision um, that you know allowed every state to decide if they wanted to legalize sports betting a couple years ago, and prior to that, um, there weren't very many investors that wanted to invest in in our space, uh, especially from 2016 to 2018. So that was quite frustrating, and we had to get very, very creative about how we were going to finance the business in those in those years. Um, but I knew that the, that Supreme Court case was was going to be here uh, before we knew it, and <clears throat> sure enough, you know, it was it was a smart decision to wait it out. Uh, and then once the Supreme Court case happened, uh, the investment community has definitely taken a keen interest on. Uh, you know, fantasy sports and sports betting that much more.
0: That's, that's cool. That actually leads me into my um, next question. So um, how did it feel going into court facing Congress to prove to the public that betting on sports was not a bad thing? Like, were you nervous? What was going through your head? What were you thinking when you, you had basically the future of like sports betting on your back? (laughs)
1: So, so let's not get it too mistaken. I, I, I never was in court or never faced Congress myself. Um, I, I was on the outside looking in of many of those uh, discussions. But, uh, I, you know, I, I've, I've definitely been in the, immersed in the industry and had a front row seat to watching FanDuel and DraftKings uh, deal with many of those uh, discussions. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, it obviously worked out for the better. I think, I think the majority of the public knows that uh, we were eventually going to get legalized sports betting. And we're still not fully there yet. It's just, you know, uh, all the states are allowed to legalize and a number of them have, but it'll take the next decade for the great majority of the country to continue to legalize uh, and, 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 you know, for upwards of 50 states to get there. In the meantime, you know, prize picks is a, uh, you know, is a fantasy sports game, obviously, that is is the next best thing to to those that want to bet on their phones. Um, so we, uh, we, we enjoy being in that status in many states such as Georgia and others.
0: That's great. Um, do you uh, – so would you say that, like, uh, FanDuel, DraftKings – would you say those are your biggest competitors? And the second, the follow-up is do you, what what makes prize picks like different fr- from those platforms?
1: So I wouldn't consider them our closest competition. Um, our closest competition is more so companies that are emerging right now in what we call single player fantasy sports, meaning it's not peer-to-peer, you're not playing against somebody else. Uh, uh, people that are people that are in video games may 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 uh, you know recognize like first person shooter or things along those lines. Um, you know, in in this case, it's just you against the numbers. We we put up the numbers, and then you have to just predict. Uh, you know, if, if the players are going to go over or under the numbers that we put up there. You don't have to worry about playing against anybody else than them doing better than you. So in that respect, FanDuel and DraftKings are not, especially their fantasy product is not. Uh, a super direct competitor, but there are a number of aspects in which we, we uh, kind of compete and are similar. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in general, uh, you know, I, there, there's a number of things that they've done that, that we look up to, uh, but there's also plenty of things that w- we think about that we can do things differently and successful. So um, definitely they, they've paved the path in a number of ways. And, and we, um, you know, we're definitely going to take advantage of, of what the future can hold.
0: Okay, that makes more sense. So you would say that your uh, Prize Picks has the fantasy component as FanDuel and DraftKings, but it has more of kind of the Vegas odds um, component for like the other part of it.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, you're playing against the house, as they would say. Um, you know, just like you, with sports betting, you're playing against the sports book. In this case, you're playing against the house, but we like to call it single player fantasy. Um, And, uh, you know, we believe it's the future of daily fantasy. Uh, This is a a part of daily fantasy that was not um, really explored in the past decade, but we think it's going to be a big part of the 2020s.
0: I I definitely think that's right to think. Um, So what are your everyday joys and challenges that you are faced with your job?
1: You know, like I said earlier, every day is every day is a new day, you know, Um, you know, when you have when you have the staff that we do, um, you have to, you know, keep up with, you know, uh, managing the talent. You have to think about how to lead everybody on a day to day basis. You also got to think about how to grow the team or or, or subtract from the team if if some people are slacking. Um, And then you just got to maintain that culture uh, at all times, you know, we, we uh, I'm definitely one of the believers that believes, um, you know, culture is one of the more defensible things you have as an organization. So I want to make sure that we're always having a good time. We're always having fun on a day in, day out basis. Um, but in terms of, you know, the, uh, the challenges, um, you know, startups are not easy, uh, you know, especially, you know, yeah. taking an event like the, uh, pandemic. You know, coming around and, and taking out the entire world sports calendar, that was yeah. uh, that was not the easiest thing for a business that's largely rooted on top of the sports calendar like PrizePix. So, um, you know, you lo- you learn something new every month and and, and, and even every week. Um, and you know, this business has surely been a uh, an exciting but a a um, an informative uh, adventure as I would describe it. (laughs)
0: Um, So would you say with the delay of all the sports season, would that, with all the sports seasons, would that, did that have a, did that have an impact on your, uh, on your, uh, on your revenue? And like, did you find a way to make bets on like when's the season going to come back or some other kinds of things?
1: Yeah, it definitely impacted our ability to make money in um, in the second quarter of the year, um, and then you know, in terms of what we did, you know, in the interim, uh, you know, we in fantasy sports, you're only allowed to take uh, or, or facilitate action that involves predictions of players. So we couldn't do anything about when is the league going to be back, or what what team's going to win. That's not fantasy sports. Um, but, you know, in our case, we, you know, we, we turned to the sports that we could offer. So, you know, we were doing everything from American Cornhole League, which was on ESPN a lot. Really? To, oh, yeah. To, uh, to even, you know, some, uh, you know, small golf tours that were still going strong. So, and then obviously eSports, uh, because they were able to get up and running very quickly uh, in a virtual setting, uh, eSports became a large focus for, for the business uh, a couple months ago.
0: That's good. It sounds like you were making the best of your situation for your company exactly um, <laughs> um so the next question is what is it like being on the board of directors for the fantasy sports and gaming association like what kinds of decisions do you make that impact others and companies
1: you know it's It's a great honor to have been elected to the to the board um you know if we take a step back and think about it, there's a lot of people playing our games. Uh, out there in the country and in, in North America, for that matter. So uh, it's 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 very uh, cool. It's a cool feeling to know that you know many of the people that I'm on the board with uh, play play a heavy hand in in allowing people to have that much more fun, uh, you know, with their sports viewing experience. Um, and then yeah, in terms of the decisions that we make, um, you know, the, we have to figure out, you know. You know, this this year was uh, for example, this this last couple of months was interesting. You know, with with a lot of things going on from a social justice standpoint, and um, some interesting uh, developments that were made in the industry. Uh, that you know, our association definitely had a heavy hand in is you know, changes that were used uh, to just better reflect the times that we're in. So, uh, instead of owning a player which may, uh, may seem like it, it relates to slavery in some you know, ways, we now, uh, across, across the industry, uh, anybody who, who, had, who had any kind of verbiage like that is now using the word rostered. Um, so it's little subtle things like that that many consumers may, may not you know, realize out of the gates, but it's th- those types of decisions are, are often discussed behind the scenes with the board of directors and, and the industry as a whole. Uh, and I'm proud to say that, you know, we've made a we've made some changes that reflect how society is changing for the better uh, for the future.
0: I think I personally think that's really important. Also, like you're saying, even subtle things make a huge impact on what people think of uh, the Gaming Association and just and anything in general. So I think that had a big impact on a ton of people. Right. Um. So. Out of the gate, what what was your first job out of school, and how did that shape the rest of your career and bring you to create uh, prize picks?
1: So um, as I was graduating, I had already kicked off my first uh, web venture, uh, so, so I never technically went out to take another job. I had a couple internships in school, uh, but I thought that the time was now, uh, back when I was about to graduate, that... If i didn't uh, i didn't have time to spare um and so you know I, in that respect i i was kind of learning on the fly exactly how to run a digital business and um you know exactly you know all about you know how to get a good business model and how to track you know uh effectiveness of you know product market fit and and certain certain things that you learn when you when you're in the startup world so Um, You know, I learned, like I said, I learned on the fly and I learned through firsthand experience. And oftentimes that's some of the best experience you can get.
0: Yeah, that's really true. Um, So this is the final question. I'm sad to say, but um, here it is. So for all the parents and kids out there listening, even my parents, uh, why should people consider these games, uh, these games of skill instead of games of chance or so-called gambling?
1: Yeah, it's a fair question. Um, you know, we have plenty of data to, to back up the fact that there are certain people that are a lot better at our game than others. Um, and many of those people are the ones who do a lot of research and they, you know, run their, uh, they, they, they have their algorithms and they run their models. And there's a lot of math that goes into this. There's a lot of also not just math, but there's a lot of also knowing the sport and, and understanding different. Uh, variables involved that can contribute to different things happening. Um, so, we've actually uh, proactively done some studies about that exact, and if anybody, especially anybody in government ever wanted to question uh, that fact, we would be prepared to answer it with, with uh, very good answers. So, we are, um, you know, we're happy to say that, you know, fix uh, is uh, very clearly a, a game of skill. And, um, you know, it's one that we think that uh, has mass appeal. So we look forward to, uh, you know, showing that many more people uh, a good time with their sports experience.
0: Yeah, I think that's a very fair answer. Um, Thank you so much, Mr. Wexler, for joining me on my podcast today. It was truly an honor and a pleasure. That was me interviewing Mr. Adam Wexler, who's the founder and CEO of Price Picks and is on the board of directors for the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Association.